What do you do when external factors turn your entire business model upside down? That was the challenge that Meetup.com faced at the onset of the pandemic. How did they successfully pivot? Well, that's what we're going to talk with founder David Siegel about today. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the Digital Toolbox, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And let's face it, all of us have brilliant business ideas, and we're rolling along, and things are great, and then something happens. And you have to pivot or you have to stop running your business. And today I'm going to talk to David Siegel about pivoting. David is the CEO of Meetup, the largest platform for finding and building local communities. He's also the host of the Keep Connected podcast, which is dedicated to the power of community. And David has a new book, Decide and Conquer, 44 Decisions That Make or Break All Leaders. David, welcome to the show. I'm excited. Let's talk about pivoting. <laughs> Absolutely. And let's and you really had to pivot because your entire business model was about bringing people together face to face. I've been to my share of meetups and then along comes 2020 and we ain't going anywhere. Oh boy. Yes. So in <laughs> February 2020, we start seeing our events in China start like declining from overnight to like 95% events are canceled. We're like, what is going on? But then, you know, the there's things that have happened in China, whether it's SARS or other type of issues that haven't kind of necessarily gone to the entire world. So we're like, okay, it's a China thing. Then we start seeing all events in Northern Italy, just overnight, eliminated. Western Europe, eliminated. We're like, uh-oh, something's happening. Now, it's important to understand the number one reason why we turned down any meetup organizer was because they wanted to only have virtual groups. We turned down millions of dollars of organizers and groups because they wanted to only meet virtually. We said we are the technology that gets people off of technology. So it was like our mission was IRL, in real life, in person, pandemic hits, and suddenly we're faced with a crisis. I get everyone together, the whole company, not just one or two people in leadership. And I said, there's two options. Option one, is we stay the course. Maybe it's only a couple of weeks thing. We don't know. Maybe it's a month. Who knows? And and the option two is we start allowing and we build the technology around in-person events. And all came down to our mission. What was our mission? It was our mission IRL in real life and personally, or is our mission about keeping people connected? And the answer was simple. It's about our mission. Our mission was keeping people connected. And during times of social isolation, we needed it more than anything else. So that's the purpose of a mission is to pull back and anchor our decisions. We got everyone together. Within one week, we launched the ability to have a meetup event without any set location. We actually fudged it. We found some island that no meetup events occur, and we made that the location in like the middle of the Pacific for all virtual uh, virtual events. No one knows this, but I'm sharing this now. And since that time, we've had over 3 million online virtual events in a time when people need it, over 50 million people have participated in these events. So it's been, a, it's been a real success. So it kind of goes to the kind of comment of, you know, don't let a crisis go to waste. And obviously, pandemic is a horrible, horrible, horrible crisis and terrible. But in many ways, it got meet up to make a decision 
and to do something that we should have actually been open to earlier, but we just, because we were blocked, we, we never would, would have been open to it without, not for the pandemic. So you really, in that very quick synopsis, hit some really key points, and I want to go back over them really fast. The first is that you had a really clear mission. You knew what your business purpose was about. And so when faced with a challenge, number one, going back to that core mission and saying, does this new, sometimes it's a new opportunity, new crisis, new opportunity, maybe both fit our mission. And it did. The other thing you said was that it probably was a change you should have made. And you might, you might eventually have gotten around to it. I think a lot of business owners maybe stay locked in and their competitor gets around to it. You know, confirmation bias is a real thing as a status quo bias. And status quo bias is just the bias that like, I'm afraid of the future, even though current is problematic. You know, I'm a newspaper, I'm afraid of the future, the, the internet, and who's knows what's going to happen. Um, and sometimes the fear of the unknown is much worse than the actual problem of the known. And people just need to figure out and recognize that people have status quo bias. Confirmation bias is essentially, you know, and I took in the book deciding kind of about all of our different biases, but confirmation bias is the bias that you're going to be around people who just confirm your opinion constantly because it makes you feel better about yourself. So, you know, you're absolutely right. And what we learned was that, you know, for us, in-person was like religion. It's like, this is God's way, in-person only. Mm -hmm. What we learned is for people, let's say, that are in a suburban area or rural area, and they couldn't access a meetup event in a major city, well, they would be able to benefit from meetup. But now they can because of virtual meetup events. Let's say you're a parent and you have ADHD kids and you live in Kansas City, but and there's 50 other parents of ADHD kid groups, but not in Kansas City. Well, you can't take advantage. Now you can. So we have people that there's a, a woman I know. She runs an ecstatic dance meetup group. She used to have like 10 people, you know, in her city. And that's great. Now she has 30 people from like 20 different countries all doing things online and then sometimes in person. And it's very, very powerful. So it democratizes access to many people who wouldn't be able to get access beforehand, which is a beautiful thing. Okay. So you've made this pivot. You now have gotten past the having to do all of the events on some island in the middle of the Pacific where nobody goes. Right. You've modified your platform. And now the world is opening back up. Thank God. Yeah. I loved my, my Zoom family reunions. Those were lots of fun, but it's really nice to be back in person. But now that you look at this, what other lessons from that pivot experience do you think you're going to take forward and continue to apply as new as you evaluate new opportunities in your business? Beautiful. So number one is always challenge sacred cows, um, especially if people who have been with a company or an organization for a longer period of time, the likelihood of having something be a sacred cow if you've been there for longer is significant. That speaks to number two which is bringing new people into your small business, bringing new people into your organization, bringing pe more people into your meetup group. They will think differently and giving them a voice, giving them an opportunity to question and then not saying, oh, we tried that once before. Well, you might have tried it under a very different set of circumstances with a very different execution. And the, oh, we once tried that is, is basically the enemy of kind of innovation and customer centricity oftentimes. So if you find yourself saying that too often, stop, 
and find ways of thinking broader. You know, that would be another another piece of learning and feedback I would give. You know, and then the third is really understand the why in terms of why you're doing something. Too often people are kind of have been doing the same thing for so long and the same processes that they don't take a step back and say, why do I always you know, record this session? Or why do I always use this specific technology platform? Why don't I allow X, Y, Z you know, to happen you know, in, a, in, a, in my organization? And if you ask the why and the S, Y, S, Y, you'll probably say like, well, that doesn't make sense. I'm laughing because I had always run an in-person agency and along came the pandemic and obviously everybody went home and we did fine. But what I did not realize was that my team had already developed these communication patterns because even when they were sitting in the bullpen, they were G-chatting each other so as not to disturb the whole group. And so whether you realize it or not, the why something is important may already be changing underneath you. And you just don't even realize. Yeah. Yeah. Why do people need to go into an office five days a week? They don't necessarily, you know. I do think that once or twice a week, have it, you know, getting that, that face-to-face, there is, there is something that you just can't do completely virtually. Yeah. In-person is critical. I mean, Meetup is about in-person. We are mandating people to come back to the office one or two times a week also. So ideally, you want to have both in-person and you want to have virtual because they both serve two different audiences. So the answer is not an extreme. It's not all the old way, and it's certainly not the extreme to the new way. It's finding that right balance that works for a different organization and not being delusional and thinking that what's happened the last two years isn't massively affecting everyone that you need to change, but also not changing so rapidly that we don't have the infrastructure to really effectively support it. Awesome. Well, David, this has been fabulous. I could hang out with you way longer, but I'm just going to have to look for you on meetup.com. Yes, you will. Anytime. Thank you. And I'm going to encourage everybody, if you've enjoyed this conversation and you want to learn more, there'll be a link to David's new book, Decide and Conquer, the 44 Decisions That Make or Break All Leaders. Check it out. David, thanks for being a part of the show. This is great. Thank you. And if you've enjoyed today's conversation and you'd like to find other resources for your business, be sure to look for MTFW wherever you listen to podcasts. Leave a review and check out the digitaltoolbox.club. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.